Hello everyone and welcome to my first ever History Buster podcast. I'm Samuel Soren and today we'll be looking at one of my favorite battles that you probably never heard of, the War of the Bucket. The War of the Bucket took place in a small part of Italy known as Bologna. Now in order to understand this war, we have to look at what's happening in Europe at the time. We're talking about the Pope versus the King. Now, this conflict had been raging on from about the 5th century to the 15th century. For context, the Pope is the head of the largest religious organization in the world. The papacy often found themselves wrestling with adversity and opposition to retain its authority. Early popes suffered under the persecution of the Roman Empire, many of which were murdered. For example, Pope Clement I was thrown into the sea with an anchor around his neck. Now, just think of that. After the persecution, however, popes still found themselves being controlled by the kings and nobilities. For two straight centuries, the Byzantine Empire decided who could become the pope and who couldn't. Then came the Dark Age, or more commonly known as S.O. for now, because I can't pronounce it. A time where noble women can control the Pope with their feminine charm. Often the Pope was a very weak and corruptible figure, and used by kings to influence their own political power. Around 880, the Pope and Kingdom of the Franks were chums. The leader Charlemagne wanted to be the continuation of the Roman Empire, so he made a deal. He asked that in return of the Franks' protection, the Pope would crown him Emperor. But what Charlemagne didn't know, was that now only popes could crown emperors, but also emperors can pick the pope. This caused a huge commotion between the two. Now the question was, who was in charge of who? Charlemagne soon turned the Kingdom of the Franks into the Holy Roman Empire, and now the Pope and the Emperor weren't such great chums now, as they both started to realize the power circle they created. The Emperor also started to invest in his own bishops and abbots. The problem for the Holy Roman Empire was it really wasn't much of an empire, but a nightmarish federation made up of hundreds of different counties, duchies, bishoprics, and more. The princes of these local regions often disapproved of the emperor's ruling, and so are pockets of, of rebellions that the emperor often spent time fighting. So the emperor put his own family and loyal followers into those positions, which increased his own power. He also gave jobs to the highest bidder. Around the year of 1050, a bunch of popes got together and said enough is enough. They wanted the emperor to stop abusing the church and investing in his own church officials. Soon the emperor died and his young child Henry IV became emperor. And young emperors mean opportunity. So the church made a bunch of rules in the Dictatus Pape, some of which were really crazy like all princes shall kiss the feet of the pope alone, and this is the only name in the world. It quickly became a deposing match between the emperor and the pope. Thankful for the pope, the princes took advantage of this situation and they all turned against Henry. They had to apologize to the pope. This was known today as an investor controversy and will continue on for the next century.
Soon the emperor's control over northern Italy started to be questionable because it was separated by the Alps. Soon when the emperor Frederick Barbosa came down in 1176, all the cities joined forces and pushed Frederick back. Huzzah, they said. And then immediately after, the city-states immediately started fighting. The whole pope versus emperor had a huge impact on Italy at the time. Families and cities were torn between the Guelph pro-pope and Ghibelline pro-emperor. Everything about the two was opposite, from which side a flower goes in the hair to what way you cut fruit. Two city-states that caught a long-standing rivalry were the emperor-loving Modena and the pope-supporting bucket-loving Bologna, as they had already fought against each other on many occasions. For example, in 1249, the victorious Bolognese captured a live donkey and catapulted it into Modena to humiliate them. In 1325, however, the Bolognese went on a long trip and burned Modena's crops along the countryside. The Modena's leader, Passerina di Bonacolosi, was having none of it. Bolognese had two forts to the southern border, and Passerino decided to take an army over and lay siege to the closest of the two. One of the men in the front fort went out to talk to Passerino and handed the fort over. The fort was now in Passerino's hands, and it made the Bolognese furious. Then the worst happened. The Bolognese bucket was missing away. Hey, <laughs> never mind. It was just misplaced. That's right. Most people who know or heard about this war always thought that the Modena stole the bucket at the beginning of the war. But that's not the case, because a history YouTuber by the name of M. Laser was the actual guy who found and translated an original Italian source. The real reason that Bologna declared war on Modena is simply that the two's hatred for each other. Both supported different factions. The Pope had told neighboring Guelph cities to attack Modena, and Bologna wanted its forts back. Bologna had six times more men than Modena, so they felt that they would win. They split the army in half, spending one to lay siege and the other to take positions along the border. Modena tricked the Bolognese into thinking they were going to attack the north when they quickly sent troops to the south and passed the blockade. Another sneaky thing the Modenas did was instead of going for the fort that had been besieged, they attacked the second fort. The Bolognese force moved to take defensive positions at Zapolino. When the Modenese arrived, it was already late in the day. At this time, both sides would normally sit camp and sleep the night and prepare for battle the next day. But the outnumbered Modenese decided the only way they would win was to strike now when the Bolognese were unprepared. So, they charged at the enemy line and they engaged in fierce combat. Then the Modenese took another wild card and flanked the Bolognese with their cavalry. This was a new way of fighting at this time. The Bolognese retreated back to the home city. The casualties were in the thousands. When they reached the city, instead of laying siege, they set up a camp and literally held a party for three days, and all the Bolognese could do was watch. When they were about to leave, they saw something that caught their attention. It was the Bolognese buckets. 
At this time, everyone was using a new modern invention called an artesian well. So the Mondes took the bucket with them on their way home. Then they put it on display in their in their cathedral, eventually moving it into the city hall to where it remains today. The Mondes had to pay the Mondes taxes to get their forts back, but they never received the bucket back. Well, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I put a lot of time into it, and make sure to subscribe to M Laser and Oversimplified, as they were the two YouTuber channels that brought this to my attention. Thanks all. Peace out.